Hello everyone, this is the Ideas Podcast coming at you with a very special episode this time. This one is coming live from an Ideas session. We're here in the Ideas classroom. Everybody, make some noise, Ideas Club. Hello. We'll see if the mic picked that up. They'll be asking questions later on. But what we're doing this time is we're going to start off with an episode dedicated to our upcoming journal. You've probably bought it already. You've probably read some articles. But this time we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive with some of the authors from the journal. So please have a warm welcome for none other than Mew. Hi, what's up? Hi, I'm okay. (laughs) You doing good? Yeah. Great. So, you're here for a special reason. You wrote an article about asexuality. I did, yes. We want to speak to you a little bit about that today. What would you say your article is about? How would you describe it? Well, in general, I wanted to just sort of give an overview of what asexuality even is, because I feel like there are a lot of misconceptions or people just Mm -hmm. don't generally know what it is. It's not... um, in the public eye as much so yeah i just wanted to sort of give a general impression of what what asexuality is and what it means good 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 now do you have like a personal link to this article or what drew you into this because on the podcast we wanted to do like an ace episode but we never really got to it what made you commit to it on paper yeah well i mean first of all it's just interesting to me you know that it's it's not that as commonly known also you know i personally am asexual so that was the main link for me um so i felt i was able to sort of share at least my experiences obviously not every asexual's experiences are the same but just sort of one angle so yeah that was sort of the main draw how did it feel like having that sort of personal link being asexual like going into writing this article was it like something liberating or was it like you finally get to educate people with first-hand like knowledge like um i mean yeah it was definitely sort of i felt a bit more slightly more confident because I knew I I've had the experiences myself and I didn't have to do mm-hmm. you know research into into that aspect it was a bit hard because sometimes it's sort of difficult to explain necessarily yeah. what those feelings are especially with asexuality where it's more of a lack of mm-hmm. feeling um so yeah I did have to sort of try and understand how I would even explain that but um I did I did definitely have the feeling of at least sort of I know what I'm feeling even if I can't describe it that well that's good that's good and I think maybe just as a refresher for our audience some of them have read the journal some haven't for those who haven't who are just like completely removed from the topic can you just give like a really quick sort of if that's even possible like a just quick definition of like asexuality what asexuality means to you specifically yeah sure I mean <clears throat> asexuality is obviously like a lot of sexualities it's a spectrum there are many different identities but basically asexuality just means a lack of sexual attraction to any gender this varies, obviously, depending on where on the spectrum you are. But yeah, it's just a lack of sexual attraction as opposed to other types of attraction that someone may feel. And of course, asexual doesn't mean aromantic, right? That's exactly. Like romantic That's a attractions. common mis- misconception. Yeah. yeah. You wrote this for our journal and most immediately that is also for our student base. And like, mm. did you feel like people needed to lo- like know more about asexuality given like our school's general climate? Did you feel like it was like a, a demand for awareness that's a good question i think in general like i said it's not as as well known of a sexuality so i feel like it couldn't hurt mm-hmm. um probably at our school i would assume there are more people who know about it than like the general like in society i guess but yeah i, st- I still feel like it was something that just was necessary to be said 
Yeah, I feel as well. Like especially like our platform uses a lot. Like we just did the disabilities episodes, Cena and I, and Ophelia as well. Just things that people should know that generally just go a little bit like unsaid, mm-hmm. unspoken. I feel like that, especially with the general theme of sexuality, like we're just breaking down barriers in terms of that. Now, what would you say is like the main takeaway of what you wrote? Well, it's kind of, it was more just like awareness. So I don't know if there's a specific point. I guess just sort of getting people to think about the fact that we live in such a hyper-sexualized world. You know, so many things in our life uh, are so focused on sex and, and beauty ideals and stuff like that. And obviously that has a host of other different issues that go with that. But um, just focusing or like thinking about the fact that not everybody feels that way. Mm-hmm. And um, also think just sort of considering how that. Uh, why some people may be confused by that and also just realizing that it's really not that strange of an idea. I mean, the the analogy that I used in the article was that if you are a straight man and you're only sexually attracted to women and your friend showed you a picture of a male celebrity they found attractive, you wouldn't want to have sex with them. So that same feeling is just, you can just apply that to like any gender and that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's actually not that difficult to understand. Yeah. Um, and sort of, yeah, just kind of thinking about that. I gotta agree with that. I feel like generally just, there's like a total lack of awareness on asexuality, particularly just because of its removal of that like sexual, which like supposedly, you know, in the common, in the common space and like most people's minds is like the core drive for like a lot of people. Yeah. That we speak about something where that's actually void and you know, you place more emphasis on romantic attraction or romantic bonds. I feel like that's just a great point to make, especially in high school, just like that sort of sexual. Yeah, fucking, there's a lot know. of expectation for that. Yeah. No, great. So is there any like resource for asexuality or something that interests you? What's out there for like the listeners to like interact with? Um, well... Sadly, which just contributes to the sort of lack of awareness. There's not that much in the media necessarily. Like, there's not that many films that feature a lot of ace characters. So I don't really have any recommendations necessarily for that. I know there are a few, but none that I've personally watched. Yeah, I mean, I, I also think I did recommend this at the end of the article, but there's a, it's just, it's just a YouTube video that I found um, that sort of helped me clarify how I would, like, present my thoughts in the article as well. But I found it a very sort of moving and clear description of asexuality which is just it's linked at the end of the um, article it's i think it's just called teenage asexual comes out on youtube yeah it's not a very long video but that was i think just it was presented in a very moving way and yeah not nothing else off the top of my head specifically but was there anything when you wrote the article that like you felt you had to be more or less standoffish that you had to like sort of justify what you're saying a little bit just because there's like this lack of awareness um, What's the tone of your writing? Yeah, well, I think specifically, the, especially at the beginning of my article, I tried to be very sort of matter of fact um, mm-hmm. and sort of, yeah, explain what it even is, even though the main topic of the article was supposed to be just like my specific experience, but I felt I did need to give a general overview and that, yeah, most of the article is sort of a general overview. So, yeah, at the beginning, I did try to be quite like factual and I did find some statistics that actually were quite interesting to me as well. And then towards the end of the article, I did transition more into sort of my personal experiences and just, yeah, focusing on how, again, there's like a lack of representation in a lot of media. And so, yeah, I focused a lot on that. Great. So since we're live, I feel like the audience has a lot of questions and we're going to let them come up, say a few questions. We'll have Mew answer them. And then I'm going to pass it off to Sina and Moana and we'll go on to the next subject. So ideas, club, people questions 
Anybody, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? I don't know if this is a too personal question, and if it is, don't answer it. It's fine. What would a relationship look like in an asexual way? And can a relationship work if both partners aren't asexual? I mean, sorry, if one partner is asexual and another isn't, how would that work? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I mean, I don't have any possible experiences necessarily, but there are plenty of asexuals who do have, um, especially romantic relationships. There are asexuals who do have sex in their relationships if their partner isn't asexual. You know, if, if the asexual feels comfortable with that, some do, some don't. So if, if their partner wants to have sex or if, if the asexual just doesn't mind, there are some asexual, asexuals who do enjoy having sex. It's just they're not like that's not what attracts them to a person so yeah there are plenty of of asexuals who do have um, relationships with people who are not asexual yeah it does it does work out good to know good to know next question was it ever difficult to like be different than the like norm i guess of the people i mean i'm very lucky in the fact that nobody I've told about my asexuality has like you know been mean about it or anything um I think that it it does have a lot to do with the fact that our school is generally very accepting in that sense and most of the people I've told are at school um obviously there there are moments where you know people will be talking about like some celebrity they find super attractive or a film where there's a lot of romance going on and or like sexual activities going on and like I think it, it's less like me feeling deeply sort of uncomfortable with that it's more just kind of awkward like especially if you know there's uh like my friends are talking about it like i would never ask them to stop and i can it's even funny sometimes like it wouldn't i don't feel like like fundamentally uncomfortable with it but i just don't really identify with it so yeah i'm, I'm very lucky and a lot of asexuals do face direct discrimination but yeah i haven't so far so i think yeah again very privileged in that if sense. If I could follow up that question, and hopefully this question isn't like too daunting, but like we had the same sort of question when we did the NB episode. Mm. In regards to coming out, for example, how do you feel being ace stacks up against other queer experiences? I think the main aspect of that is awareness that a lot of people just are afraid to come out because so many people just don't know what it is or have these wild misconceptions of, you know, asexuals are incapable of feeling love and stuff like that. So... I think there's there's that. Obviously, you know, a lot of people are afraid to come out as like gay and stuff, but most people do know what that is. So I think that is a major difference. Uh, anytime or most times that you tell someone you're asexual, you in- inevitably have to have like a relatively long explanation of what that even is and like make sure to clarify that, yes, it's a thing and, mm-hmm. and it's not you know a problem or something and that's especially because like asexuality isn't new like you know exactly just like being trans is new it's just you know these things have existed throughout history and yeah the the wads for it may be new and the classification as sexuality may be new it used to be classified as a mental illness which is another um a lot of yeah (laughs) yeah, exactly it's another issue but yeah it's definitely not just something that has miraculously appeared recently Mm -hmm. and one more question from the audience once again, if this is a too personal question, you don't have to answer, but um, I guess what was, like how and when did you know that you were asexual? Like what was the sort of process of you figuring that out? That is a very good question and one that I'm not really sure I can fully answer. <clears throat> I think I came across the term, 
I want to say like end of 2020. I'm not really sure. So like relatively recently, I guess. And for some reason, I guess it just like stuck with me. It had never like I'd never really thought about it before. But then once once I found the time and I figured out that it was a thing, I was like, maybe it just kind of, yeah, was on my mind for a while. And then I kept thinking about it and just sort of eventually it wasn't like one moment necessarily where I realized I just found myself identifying with it more. And then like looking back, I, you know, I can't see like I've always like I, I'm, you know, once we got to high school and people were like, yeah, I've you know, I mean, obviously people have always said they had relationships even in like second grade and not to discredit those very important relationships. But, you know, like once people were in high school and people like actually had, you know, relationships and girlfriends and boyfriends and stuff. And I would be like, oh, are you sure we're not too young for that? And then like that would keep going. And I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I just feel like I'm not ready for that. Um, and everybody else is. So I think it was, it's a combination of various different things. But there would, wasn't like one moment for me. Great. So with that, I'd say thank you, Mew. And now we're going to hand it off to Sina and Moa. Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much. So Moana also wrote an article in our newest journal issue about non-LGBTQ plus actors playing LGBTQ plus roles. Hey, Moana, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you tell us a little bit about your article for those who haven't read it and describe it a little bit? Well, basically, in the article... I just describe different arguments why or why not this um, like should be viewed as problematic. I think um, the article's pretty long. If I'd go into every argument, that would take too long. It's just looking at things like, for example, saying that acting is like always acting, but then are there are questions, are there some things that you can't act as well? And also looking into things... Um, like, for example, which roles are paid better? And, for example, openly gay actors will rarely get, like, lead um, heterosexual roles. And another important clarification, this is only about sexuality and um, not about gender identity, because that's a whole different issue. A really interesting point that I thought you brought up in your article was how actors are meant to be able to step into other people's shoes. And how about you expand on that a little bit? What's your thought on that? Well, I think, like, as you said, that is basically also the point of an actor, that they're able to step into different roles. But then again, there's also the question, like I said before, are there some roles, are there some experiences that you need to live and that you can't really, like, understand just by, like, maybe doing research on it or even when you speak to, like, affected people, like, are there some roles that you just can't, understand without having lived it yourself yeah why did you pick this topic to write about lots of us watch like films or series and like luckily there is more representation of different sexualities but it's the question a lot of us don't ask ourselves the question like is this gay character actually played by a gay actor or something and i just found it something that we encounter so often but we rarely think about I have the feeling um, that's why I found it interesting right and sometimes with these really controversial questions people like to just set them aside and leave them unanswered because that's what controversial sometimes means but I think it's really special that you were able to talk about it and give us your two cents on it what do you think is maybe the most important or some of the most important points that you made in your article 
Well, it's generally just a point about the point that there's no absolute way of like judging it just by saying, right. okay, you shouldn't be able to play these roles or you should. It's also like alone the title of the article should non-LGBTQ plus actors be able to play LGBTQ plus roles. That's already what I find and I also address in the article. It's already a strange way to phrase it because also in LGBTQ plus there are loads of different sexualities like for example asexuality like um, being gay and then would a gay actor be able who's not asexual be able to play an asexual role like it's this thing of like separating with with yes I get why we separated that way because it's one community um, but it's the question if we're just looking from the point and saying without having lived these experiences they can't play it properly then technically even within the community, you wouldn't really be able to display this specific sexuality. Right, right. Now, if you're comfortable talking about it, what is your specific opinion on this? Well, personally, I hadn't really, which was also why I found it interesting, thought about this topic that much before. Personally, I think that non-LGBTQ plus actors should be able to play LGBTQ plus roles but it has to be handled extremely carefully. And again, we're only talking about sexuality. I think gender identity is a whole other discussion. But I think actors should be able to play these roles if like, all actors could play all sexualities. And it's not like, okay, straight people get like, also to play all roles and then generally like... I don't know, gay actors are more limited to these roles. And also if you limit it, if you say non-LGBTQ plus actors can't play LGBTQ plus roles, then the argument would come, well, then you can't do it the other way around too. Then I definitely see the danger of maybe actors not outing themselves, which is, yeah. we don't want that, just to get better played roles. And then who could really blame them for doing that? When I was reading your article, I found myself also struggling with the topic because, I mean, I do really understand both sides, but I think what you said, especially at the end of your article about how it's generally more important that we are eliminating discrimination in the film industry overall, I thought that was really special and I think that's a great takeaway. Since our journal is for our JFKS student audience, what do you want them to take away from this and what do you wish they learn? Well, why I really wrote this journal, uh, this article, and what I really think would be the most important is just like simply that when you watch a film, maybe that you just think about it and also see what's your own opinion because like you like hear this topic from time to time, but because it's such a complex topic, I think a lot of people are just like, nah, I don't know, and that's also completely fine, but I think it's just like maybe looking into a couple of arguments and just like seeing what, like just getting an opinion. Yeah, and I have to agree because I think it's really important that when we have these controversial topics that people actually take time to think about it and form their own opinions instead of pushing it aside or just ignoring it overall. Yeah, I, th I think you're really helping people expand their thoughts. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> Finally, do you have maybe a recommendation of some sorts or something you would like people to look at who are listening? Um, well, I think it's really a very broad spectrum. I think what people could do is maybe just see, maybe watch a film or TV series that like interests them, which maybe does have a LGBTQ plus character played by an LGBTQ plus actor, and maybe just see like, 
do I see that as more authentic than like comparing that to another film? And yeah, I don't have a specific recommendation. Great. Now let me ask the Ideas members who've been listening so patiently if they have any questions. Okay, hi. So I know that in your article you mentioned the film Philadelphia, uh, which was one of the first major uh, films to feature a gay main character and was hugely influential in that. Recently, though, uh, the actor who played that character, said, uh, who was straight, said that he wouldn't uh, do that nowadays. How do you feel about that? How does that change your sort of opinion on the film or how did that uh, like influence you when you were writing it? Well, that was actually really interesting because it was like the day before the article was due, like this was published that uh, Tom Hanks said he wouldn't play this role anymore. So I think it's I think it's very interesting. At the time where Philadelphia was published alone, having a gay lead character was revolutionary. And I think it's the wrong discussion to then for that film say, well, it's bad because it wasn't played by a gay um, actor because I think the film already did a lot with addressing homophobia, AIDS and all those issues. I think it's also really what actors feel comfortable with. Like if an actor says, I don't feel comfortable playing a gay role, then I think that's responsible of them to say, I don't think I can portray this. So even if it's like a well-paying role, I won't accept it. Okay, well, thank you so much, Moana, for your time. Thanks. This was, I'd say, a huge success for our first live episode. This went really well. Thanks to all the audience questions. This was great. Thanks to everyone who participated. Thanks, Moana. Thanks, Mew. And yeah, we'll catch you all in the next episode.